0: All right, this is the third episode of For the Record with Jazzy Low, and I have today three guests who I admire, all fans, of course. First up, we got producer Hit Kid. What to do, man?
1: What to do, man?
0: (laughs) We also got uh, a musician, Marco Parve. You're a musician and a label owner, right? Mm hmm. And then I do want to mention that Hit Kid just launched his label as well, Count South Records. Congratulations on that. And then, last but not least, we have the Honorable Tino, who is a writer, a comedian, and you're a filmmaker as well. Yeah, Yeah, and he also is the king of TikTok. So don't let him be like, modest (laughs) on (laughs) his junk. So um, I brought you out here today because um, a couple of weeks ago, I made a post on Instagram asking a question in terms of hip hop and whatever types of effects it may have on a Black community, specifically um, in destruction. So for a couple of examples, I feel like hip-hop has affected Black community in a number of ways, in terms of misogyny, Black-on-Black crime, materialism, drug use, all that kind of stuff. And 85% of the people that responded to it liked the post and said, yes, that it does contribute to all of those destructive things. And then 15% said no. Um, Marco was one of the first people to hit me up, and he responded by saying that It's not really like a black and white thing that cannot be like a straightforward answer. Um, And some of the things that he brought up was that, you know, at this point hip hop is a corporate genre mostly about white people. And you also brought up a very important point that I feel like a few people bring up is that the position that black people as a community are in is due to a lot of systematic issues that, you know, go back to many, many years ago. So I definitely wanted you to kind of go first and explain why you brought that up first.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, because, it, you know, we could take hip-hop, uh, first and foremost, I thank you for having this conversation and, and yeah. all of us being able to be here and to share what we think about that, because we all are in the hip-hop culture, no matter what what, what we think is doing negatively or not. But, um, so um, from that point, for me, we could take hip-hop off the table. We can just erase hip-hop from history, and Black people are still going to have you know, the short end of the stick because, you know, hip hop, what, developed in the late 70s um, and even before that, this, this civil rights era and all of that. So all the systematic stuff that has been at play is way deeper than, you know, anything that, that hip hop could have ever done. Um, but now, now that's not to say that hip hop artists don't have a responsibility for certain things they talk about or certain images that they portray, but even that is involved in a systematic uh, paradigm or program that they want want us to be be living living in. So uh, this you know we could start there for me, but like this this
0: is kind of how I see it. Um, so what do you think? In what way do you think um hip-hop does play a role? Um, because I mean obviously that falls under the misogyny bracket, that falls under the, the drug use bracket. Um, and then we see like a lot of kids who come up and look up to you know rappers or m- musicians as like their role models. And you know, if they're growing up mimicking some of those same things, how important do you think that social responsibility is though? I mean, if it's, 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 it's- or- yeah, you go ahead. Now, I was going to say, do you think it's a job of a parent to kind of like protect their kids and just be mindful of, you know, how much they're consuming and what they're consuming? Or do you think that that's more when well, I just you. this is a question for everybody. Or do you think it's up to the artist just to kind of be mindful of the type of, you know, music that they're putting out there?
1: No, it's definitely <laughs> sure up to the parent. They ain't got nothing to do, nothing to do with musicians at all. All right. They're just, like, they're just like saying, you should cut your hair because uh, somebody might look at your hairstyle and start crying. Like, what? why I should I wear a different haircut because somebody else take it as, like, disrespectful or mean or sad or whatever. That however they have it, you know, however they feel. Take it however they feel. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely up to the parents. Yeah, that's- I mean, absolutely. I would definitely agree with that because it's like even
2: with me, I was coming up, um, and my dad used to sit me down all the time and basically explain to me that all the rap shit that I was watching was fake. Like all the shit was just not real. And so I got that perspective that it really wrong. And like, so any I'm you know, could it be a big pen or Anything that I was watching, my dad was like, oh, this is all not real. Kind of thing. Um, and that gave me the perspective of like, oh, okay, music is just like, these are characters. These are people that's playing roles. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of lost in the new generation where it's just like they believe everything. Um, I don't know if y'all watch uh, T-Money So Funny on uh, <laughs> Instagram. Right. And he, uh, he got the job where he... Uh, he doing lean on me, and he's saying like, uh oh, he, my friend, don't you?" <laughs> yeah, he doing this, and he like uh, these kids dumb as hell because they don't know that uh, uh, these rappers be out here camping day every day, and it's just so funny because it's a real statement, and it's like, like saying like the parents got to be you know involved in that to really explain what's happening. So,
0: do you think that? Like sometimes the influence of these rappers can also be more influential than the parents though. Cause I mean, you got like young people who aren't necessarily from the hood that kind of grow up to be like the caricature of what these people are like, and they like legit act like them, talk like them and ain't mm-hmm. even seen the hood, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. what about people that end up like that? <laughs>
1: uh, it might, I feel like it's another uh influence besides the parent and besides the artists that make them want to feel like they want to be like that. Like they might uh they might have met a couple of friends in <laughs> school yeah. that you know that they are uh, kind of get influenced from. So they also listen to the same people that makes them want to be like them. So let's say like their favorite artist is Big D and all the friends that they they hang out at school listen to Big D and uh, you know. They looking at their friends like, this look kind of cool. I want to kind of, I, I like this. Let me try to look like Big D and, you know, they just like, yeah, man, we need to go get the shirt. We need to go get some gun. He go get some drugs. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, they I feel like really cool. I like, feel like they feel cool by doing this. And, you know, there's a lot of friends and it's on like maybe one or two parents at the house. So that's a lot of pull that's taken away from the home if, you know, if, you know, the parents not really, handle the business as a parent like they should by telling them um uh, what's morally right what's morally wrong so uh, you know the script is really big there because uh half, half of the time the parents don't even know how to be parents so it's hard for them to you know tell them what to do
0: <clears throat> uh, I wonder if you know what's your perspective on this based on you know what we've said so far um I know we we kind of touched on a couple things, the systematic part of it, Um, you know, the influence that it may have on kids, but like, where are you with it?
3: I'm going to say, when you ask a question like, does hip-hop contribute to the issues and the discussion of the community, I'm of the stance that if you aren't doing things to help the community, you're doing things to hurt the community. And if the culture, rap culture, if it's regulated and promoted mostly by white people, because you're not getting famous on your own, the days of, you know, saying, selling mixtapes in your hood, or developing a fan base are over. You know what I'm saying? You have to have someone like Gucci Mane or Gotti or someone else come get you. And they're not working for themselves. A white man is in their pockets. And do you think that uh, these white companies want people to act better and not promote this dope boy aesthetic and this music that makes them rich and messes up? up? Of course not. So at, at a certain point, I feel like when 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 you ask the question, does you know hip hop negatively affect the black community? Most people are gonna say no because you know I'm so saying you're not gonna ride down the street to push ice and feel like hitting a lip. But if you're already in a situation where you're not you know mentally well or you don't have good conflict resolution, uh, and all the music you listen to is reaffirming these negative thoughts you have, and you're of course your family situation isn't good and you don't really have parents in your ear. That can say things to you because with poverty being so high here, most people are working all the time, and so the loudest voice in these kids' uh, head is not their parents. So I feel like it's I feel like it's really in, 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 in impossible to say that hip hop isn't contributing to the uh, destruction. Now, is it causing it? Is it the sole reason? Of course not. There are many many factors at play, but you have to call it spade to
0: spade. That's very good. And then I also think like I always question like. Why do we, as people, champion that type of music? Like, why is sex what sells? Why is drug use what sells? You know what I mean? I think maybe it's because since we are in a place mentally where, you know, as Black people, we're, like, we're working all the time, and we feel like we have to do so much from balancing work life. Well, this is humans, period. But I just mean, like, of course, Black people have issues that other races don't have to deal with. So listening to this type of music, I guess, is kind of like a getaway where we don't have to think about
3: this kind of shit. You know what I mean? I'll say, me, my personal stance on that is every single city has their own culture, has their own thing they gravitate to. So what's the popular thing in Houston right now? Megan and And who put Houston rap on the map? Uncle Luke. And what was Uncle Luke known for? Don't stop pop that, you know what I'm saying. So that's why that's the coolest, coolest thing right now. How is Memphis hip hop on the on the map? Three Six Mafia. What was Three Six Mafia talking about? Definitely not anything that's helping anybody. So we put ourselves in a position where in the Memphis art scene, Memphis really Memphis rap scene in general, because that's the most popping thing. Ain't no, ain't no jazz, blues, gospel. Ain't nothing getting more getting more place in rap music. We place ourselves in the position uh, of you know taking in this trap. Uh, trap thing for 30 years and nothing else there's no rule for innovation there is no rule for creativity there is no room for any type of consciousness consciousness we want that dope boy aesthetic and we want boomer 808s and that's it don't play nothing nothing club or i'm gonna throw up <laughs> yeah
0: i
2: mean I, I mean you know i want to say three sticks. the thing with three sticks is is interesting. To Think about um, because you know, Juicy J, uh, Justin Houston, uh, or Jordan Houston is, is you know, the child of a preacher kind of deal. So it's like it's this energy where Memphis is su- super hyper Christian, everybody's Christian, uh, there's a church on every corner, um, and, and just. 3-6 came up in this era, like right after Stacks disappeared, they didn't, they didn't destroy Stacks, oh, they didn't took instruments out the, out the community, so 3-6, and you can look at it and say, okay, yeah, there's negativity there, but also you can look at that and say, like, this is a form of protest music in a way, because it's like, niggas is so mad about their environment that they willing to tear the club up, they willing to beat a nigga ass in the club. (laughs) They willing to you know express how they feel because the shit is so fucked up. So it really like it's a sociological let's shine a light on, you know, what's what's happening. Um so it's, it's, I see it as a double, double-edged sword, but like you said, after so many years of consuming, you know, things without being critical, then you do have, you know, people who are just willy-nilly thinking about, okay, let's make music about drugs and we don't even know where that kind of comes from or the purpose that these people
1: were trying to like get at. I truly just think uh, it's a gateway. So the people who ain't really in the streets but we uh got like some secondhand uh experience from it. Just just being being from Memphis. So when we hear the music, it's it's just a good way to to take what's going on around us. So that was that's how it was for me. I went say like it was like secondhand to me. So uh it's really kind of hard to say that because I ain't listening to all that conscious music. I can from a from a From an artistic standpoint, I can listen to it like that. But I rather hear about like killing and drugs and all that. It sounds hard to me, like it sounds cool to me. But uh I I wasn't doing none of it. Like, you know, I was in the hood, you
2: know, in the hood,
1: whatever. And you know, dad did whatever he was doing, but uh it was still like, I don't know, it's 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 really hard to say because I ain't end up like that and Mm -hmm. i knew right from wrong and i man hang around some folks that weren't doing so well either
3: so it's 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 really it's really hard to like i I mean i I really i really feel that you know what i'm saying as much as i talk about uh the negative effects that trap music can have. I love Big 30, you know what I'm saying? Swerving through the city and it's gotta get my 50 on it. I, I, I rock with it, I definitely mess with it. And you, Hit Kid, you're like in aberration because we, of course you know for your crump beats, but I definitely listened to the Hit Kid for President uh, tape and you literally had an electronic song on that joint. Like you were literally stepping into all the different types of bags. Um, but I feel like as far as like, just going back to like Memphis culture, rap music, like at first Memphis is known for what? Elvis Presley. But and BB King and like Isaac, uh, Isaac Hayes, but rap music has replaced all that as the pinnacle of Memphis culture. The, the Memphis really Spike song is "Whoop That Trip." So at the at the end of the day, like we're bigger than any honky tonk music or bass pro shops or anything like that. Anything else going on in Memphis and. When you look at that, what's at the forefront? What's the coolest thing out? What's the most popular thing out? You have to think about who are the loudest voices that we have as a community. You have to think about the fact that there's no contrast. It's one thing. The loudest voices you have are whoever's popping, you know what I'm saying? Moneybag, Big 30, Double Love, Who Shiesty? These are the loudest voices we have. So subconsciously, you're gonna put these words on a pedestal. And of course, you know what I'm saying? Me and y'all, we can have common sense. But as a community, you start to use these, uh, these words and these songs as a, as a as a as a like a like a barometer to measure values. So you feel me? So like as a community, what do we value? You know what I'm saying? Getting money, being a real, nigga, things like that. So it's to the point where if you don't have a father in your life, you don't really you don't you know and taught you how to be a man. All you know is uh what 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 a man's supposed to do. What you read on on the internet. So when you put yourself in a position where there's absolutely no other form of media to contrast uh, these people. It's, it's only, like, like, nothing, like nothing's gonna change. Not only that, but it's gonna add on to the deficit thinking of, of us. Cause, Cause if you, like say y'all go, y'all go on Beale Street, right? Me. What on Beale Street is marketed as black people? Nothing, because they, they look at us um, as a violent people and there's nothing to show us as anything different.
2: No yeah, right, but the country. Yeah, I mean it's the same, you know. But that just that's, that's, get back into the corporate conversation too, because it's like we we know who
1: controls the radio, so they, they, don't need, need, it. The they need it. They need it. They need they need people. They need people to kill. So we keep talking about killing. They need uh-huh. people to drug. So yeah. They keep about drugs. Like they need it. If, if we good, ain't doing none of this, so that we they ain't gonna sell they ain't selling we ain't selling or they ain't selling they can't make no money, they can't make no money, they can't keep the city somewhere up the par. If they can't mm-hmm. keep the city up the par, then everything just go going downhill from there. So uh it's just my all big circle at the end of the day. So uh you know they ain't gonna let it get too far where it's not gonna help them make any money, but mm-hmm. they you know they definitely control what's going on by letting some of this stuff happen like they leave some of these cases unsolved. They you know they, they post certain things in the news media to, to put on the facade like this was really going on. And y'all definitely know that like they putting man, fake articles on some of my friends uh it might be some like aggravated assault charges but it's the it's how it's presented to the public like hey this was going on but actually that is really not but they gotta make it look like that. So it just kind of keep that installed in the community. Like, this is what we represent. We represent this. when they turn around, talking about we need to stop the violence and all that. Let yeah. me be you, that's, that's, that's the small little country that they try to do to help it feel balanced. But it really don't be balanced, though. It's just, a, like I said, it's just a facade to make it seem like we really, um, like they really help in the community. Like, that's their role of, like, trying to bring down the crime rate and all that <laughs> the, yeah but i ain't trying to hear that i feel like people like me and other big artists or whatever whatever you do wherever you have your hands and big entrepreneurs whatever but you know i'm talking about black people we have like the leverage i'm like i know i can start to see the leverage that i have like you know i'm a very notable person so uh you know the more progress i get the, the more i'm trying to get my hands or well, the, the bigger the network i'm trying to get so let's say uh you know meet through people meet new people i better learn some new information to better bring to the people that listen to my music or you know some of my peers that not so in tune with how to help the community so i take that information bring them the information spread the information and show them how to do it how to get it done and then we go rebuild i'm trying basically what i'm trying to say is like build a network where I can build a uh better infrastructure in Memphis. So uh like anybody that talks to me know know what I'm on. So uh you know some of the people just see all the crump music or whatever, but I'm really on a whole different level. It just takes a certain it's a it's a certain way this still got to go because I just can't jump in there and do it and I ain't got no target market or no no type of leverage. You know what I'm saying? That'd be the biggest thing. I see people that be doing like little events. But they ain't got no leverage. You only got twenty people there, and the, and the people that you do have there can't relate to what's going on. Like you can't have twenty white people and they forty years old, and you trying to stop you trying to stop the crime. Like they not yeah. listening. Like if they don't like you, they ain't listening to you. So, mm-hmm. and I learned that from being a teacher, and I had a major influence on being a teacher versus um, versus just being a regular person. Like that's another role too. You got classroom teachers. that's Helping and hurting. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. man, it's just a, it's another that's another role to add besides the parent that's causing the fit because uh just all this stuff just tie in because I keep going on and on but it's kind of hard to like really put my put things into words because all this stuff just is very cohesive when you think about it so uh yeah everything just ricochet off each other to. Hey, I don't
3: know. It's it's crazy. Uh, I mean I'm for sure. you you're doing more than the the people that we should want to. And that's why I'm so hard on like these millionaires and whatnot, because I really have no have no civic. Because people always say, Oh, they gotta feed their kids. Man, you somewhere in LA eating crab legs, your kids is eating good. At what point is just it's just just plain greed and you really just don't care about your community, you feel me? Because rap music is the greatest weapon we have against this system. It's the greatest weapon we have against white supremacy. And the moguls who rose from the crime Street just turned into Republicans. They just want to yep. be the new black man. They want to learn how to exploit the community for their young person game. It makes me feel like if Tupac never got shot, he'd just be a hot set right now. He's a podcast. He wouldn't be doing nothing for the community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and it's just like imagine, say for instance, like someone with a with a big label uh, here. Imagine if they signed one person who, who wasn't a trap artist. Imagine bringing them into these rooms them narrating for the Grizzlies, you know what I'm saying? Putting them in the forefront. What can that do? And of course, like, you know what I'm saying? Things are real, real messed up here, and you have people who are gonna make music reflecting their reality. But Bell Hooks, you know what I'm saying, RIP, she said, the function of art is not to tell it like it is. It's to imagine what it could be. So if you're making music and you're going to the booth and you're talking about, you know what I'm saying, shoot up your granny house, shoot up your mama house, keep shooting till somebody die, you're not talking about what you saw. You're not talking about the socially impact it had on you. You're not you're, you're not talking about what it does to you and your community in your mind. You're just out here saying you're doing it. So I feel like a lot of times like these artists who come up and they don't do anything for the community, they don't try to change narratives or anything like that, they 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 say a lot when under all uh, the rubble and the hoopla, it's just I really don't care, and I'm getting this money. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, both of y'all just made excellent, excellent points. Just for one, I want to go with to what he said, just because, you know, about the schools, like the school situations can be real crazy. Like I was just talking to one of my homeboys, and he was just telling me how, you know, he remembered, like, his teacher just basically pulled him. Uh, he the, the, the principal came to the class, and he was cutting up, and the, and the principal told the whole class in front of front of everybody, oh, this nigga ain't shit. He's gonna be he's gonna be dead in five years, and he gonna be locked up.
1: That's still going on. I ain't gonna lie. It's still
2: yep. going so, on. And he has to he a grown man, he's 30 some years old and remembering his story and have to recover from this 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 idea that he wasn't good enough, this idea that he was supposed to be dead, kind of deal. And that's coming from an elder. That's coming from a, a person that's in the schools, is supposed to be like live literally there loving and, and helping the community. It was doing the exact opposite. So um yeah, those type of things are at play for sure with the schools. Um but then, like I said, go back to what Honorable T-Note is saying, too, is just, like, it, at a certain point, the over-rapping about the same old shit, getting the same type of artists, doing the same, everybody a killer, everybody got ops, everybody got, like, come on, at a certain point, it's just, is too much, because we know it's, it's, it's kept. Um Good. So what what do we do with the cap that we know that it is, and how do we push that uh, against that? Um, and there's no just one simple answer, but um, and I do think the other point that that was made, is just like the the masculinity that it creates, the idea that we are supposed to be. Gangsta, we all supposed to be getting on each other' ass. Like, soon as somebody disrespect you, like, you ready to man? You ready to get on somebody' ass? Like, I could just y'all could to tell me for y'all just as men, if somebody make you mad, the first thing you say, if you really mad, is I kill that nigga. Like, like, this. And then, and I say it all the time and it's just like, it's a natural reaction. You just immediately say it and we got to like work towards ingraining it out of our brains because it's like, that's the first thing we go to, even if we don't mean it, it's just like so easy to say.
0: I'm glad that y'all um, brought up some solutions because that was going to be my next question too. Like in what ways hip hop in general has been a positive impact? Because I mean, obviously it's changing people's lives. It's pulling people from out of poverty. And like he, like he mention, you know, in the beginning if you understand that this is what's going to get you paid to take care of your family, then it is what it is. And then later on, once you build their leverage you could do start to do things more positive. Um, but on the flip side, I've also been thinking about like other things um, like, you know, how people say when you put words out there and when you speak certain things, especially when it's on, a, on some music that's going to be consistently played, doesn't that, like, putting the energy out there um, does some affecting as well to you as a person? Like, the energy could come back. Like, take Young Dolph as an example. Like, bruh, from what we see behind closed doors, wasn't really, you know, heavily involved in the streets. But at the same time, you know, it really, it came back on him. And that could be argued, you know, many different ways, but I just think speaking words, you know, in general can come back to you. So do you think that's also destructive in a way?
2: I mean, I, I could I could say yes, because it has uh, words have power if we just if we just think about it from, from that perspective. Words have power. Um, and 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 it's amazing that uh Honorable Tino brought up bell hooks, because it's just like there are other types of literature and there's other types of art that black people black men specifically can be consuming that we are not necessarily consuming and we're consuming just the same energy um it's like dame uh, i don't know if y'all seen the david dash interview on all the smoke where he basically said he don't like listening to rap music yeah, He listened he listen
1: to rock He in a rock band yeah
2: continuing to listen to the stuff that you're trying to escape is really going to keep reminding your brain about the the, the same thing it's kind of almost like the same thing when people say trauma porn when it comes to uh like movies like 12 years a slave or um or, or the shy and things like that people don't like watching that type of stuff because it's only showing the same type of image of of, of black people and so you can see words in the same way it's like yeah we keep
3: live by the gun, die by the gun, kind of like that's this how I see it. Yeah. I feel I feel like also, um, it goes into who you're bringing around you. Because, you know what I'm saying, a lot of folks begin getting their head boosted up to be level themselves as, you know what I'm saying, some street nigga and make all this trap music just so they can be a part of their entourage. Just so they can be all behind you in the interview standing with you on stage. You feel me? Just so they can have a hand in what you're doing. So, of course, they're not going to tell you uh, not to, to like, I, I, I fell out with people over this stuff. Like I had a friend, uh, who was like, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to be a rapper. So I'm like, all right, babe. You know what I'm saying? Standing with him in his music videos and whatnot. One day we was chilling out of nowhere. Uh, he, like, he started hanging with like bloods and whatnot. It was blood in there. And he was like, yeah, bro, in the next video, I want to have like a hundred niggas with choppers behind me. And I remember like, I felt like, I felt like we haven't spoken again to that day. Cause I because I climbed them. I'm like, bro, we not nobody. You're like, this nigga's over here is a teacher. Like, everybody is no no one even here has a gun. But you're talking about you want a hundred choppers in your video. You want a hundred people with guns that you do not know just so they can bring around you. And we look at these people like six nine who reached the uh, pinnacle of fame. And you bring bringing these people around you who just want to eat off of you. That's that's all it is. They're trying to eat, and they're boosting your head to do something. So it's just like as a community, at what point do we start playing offense? Because you know what I'm saying? Of course, like since slavery, we've been doing whatever we have to, su- to, to survive. Whatever we're gonna put some money on my table, I gotta do that because I gotta provide for my family. Cool. After you get them millions, cause a lot of these people, like you're not in the streets no more. You feel me? You don't have ops anymore. But you still on this song, like Share's rappers of Chicago. I ain't never heard about somebody riding down on him. You know what I'm saying? Cause he not putting that out, he chilling. So of course, even if you say you aren't in the streets no more, if you're still talking about this and you're still, you know what I'm saying? trying to be out here like, I'm that nigga, I'm that nigga. Look at me in my cars. you feel me, somebody gonna test you. And then when somebody tests you, you die. Cause that's what happens, they die. And then everybody starts acting like them. And that becomes the hottest thing out. Look at pop smoke, look at juice world. Somebody gonna replace you. And and then we gonna, we gonna listen to your replacement. You feel me? At, at, at what point do we do we say, damn, um maybe there's a correlation? Maybe if I've made my millions, I can start doing something else. Maybe if I already have this fan base, you know what I'm saying? If I if I if I see people that I know that die and I have nightmares about it and it haunts me, you feel me, why are you going to the streets trying to find third niggas to be a third nigga on TV other than to make money off of them? How many people has Gucci Man seen die? How many people has Gucci Man seen, seen go to jail? He would really have got 500 niggas. Where they all at? Locked up. Yep. He signed some more. Mm hmm. And
0: so I
2: mean,
0: goes, it goes back to accountability, though. Because I mean, yeah. we just said it's not the artist's responsibility. So, I mean, at that point, you know, is it up to the person to try to make that change? Is it his fault that you know what I'm saying they took the millions that he might have given them in as an advance and didn't do anything with it but throw it away because still the, the street became their downfall when he knew in the beginning that they were street niggas? You know what
3: I'm saying? He, he, was, man, he knew that man was gonna go to jail. You would have got it you wouldn't find a nigga that's been rapping for a couple months, who, who who fighting charges, who you know is with the shit, and you bring him on Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> career didn't last six months. He knew what was gonna happen. He and he knew he was gonna get his streams. He knew that he was gonna be the hottest thing out. He was gonna get all that revenue. And what happened? Gucci Mane uh, popping again. Gucci Mane knew exactly what was gonna happen to them kids. All of them in jail.
1: From a business standpoint, he knew he knew that was gonna happen. But him personally, coming from how he how, how he came up and was able to you know change his life, you know, you seen he, he didn't lost weight, so obviously he was in a different mindset uh, personally. So he understood that. I, I can't, I'm real there from the streets. And he, you know, he ain't just all the way corporate, but he know he can uh possibly help somebody that came with that's coming up like him and change their life, but not just just throwing away the fact that they might have charges and might really be from the streets, but uh you know, he just wanted to change somebody a couple of people's lives because that's how he came up. He changed mm-hmm. his life from where he was at. He, you know, he ain't so-called in the streets no more. So that's how he's looking at some of the artists that you know that's in jail right now unfortunately but uh, that's my that's my take on it. Like, he ain't gonna get nobody that can't see him it's point to try to get somebody that ain't go sell no record ain't like i'm gonna get this dude and only change his life and not make no money
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's, that's that's redundant so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I
2: agree in a, in, a, in a lot of instances, like especially what you're saying just about what Gucci came from. Gucci came from the streets. And I think the main problem is, though, that we don't get to see examples of the young niggas doing things to really be more like uh in, in alignment with these that are positive for the community. We but see America- Gucci. Yeah, we see, we see like Gucci Mane with his wife and like with the fitness, we see 2 chains doing stuff, but all these niggas is 40 plus,
0: all these niggas is
2: pushing 50. So it's like, it at a certain point, you know, we see them old heads doing that. But the young dudes is like, I don't really care about none of that. Uh, so it's really more so we got to be able to see more examples of people in between young people, 24, 25, 26, you know, uh, Doing doing things that's slightly more positive. Like niggas used to laugh at me. I've been married since I was 22, and it was just like, man, nigga, I don't want none of that, bro. I'm trying to be, (laughs) nigga, you lame. Like I'm trying to be out here with these bitches and all of that. And so it's just more. So I just think we need more examples of like younger people taking strides to have a do the positivity in their life without having to go to jail, without having to, you know, lose everything. Um, because the OGs are setting some examples. It's just I feel like nobody, the young, young generation don't want to listen to them because it seems too far away for them to uh like make it make sense.
1: Like like I said, it, it like people out like in our uh era or just you know peer group, they don't have no leverage to tell nobody. Well they they not at that point they are not even doing what uh Gucci Mane and Two Chainz doing now at the age. So uh, mm-hmm. it's hard for them to tell their homies like, hey, we need to get together at that age. Like, ain't nobody thinking about that, but I know me. Like <laughs> if you came to my studio session or you just hang around me, you know what's going on. Everybody know I'm married. I got a real like family. So I carry myself so it can I can spread that energy with people I work with. Like I ain't work with some some people that's some nerds some real gangsters some folks that want to be gangsters all this so but they know what i'm on not always and i know i know i got the lyrics to be able to to be able to install some of that like i had not you know i was over Blockhouse one day and i was talking to my homes about two three hours about like like bro i don't want no i ain't bro i'm trying to have I ain't plenty of them. i'm like bro hey listen that what you want but i was explaining the pros and cons of like you know being married and uh one and a half thousand people and it's 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 hard it's hard i know going like, it's really hard because everybody i deal with most likely like bachelor so mm-hmm. they or they in the street so it's I, but i know i'm in a i'm in a point where i can i'm i'm starting to have some influence like to get people to to be you know it's cool to be regular it's cool to be you know, be be a human. Like y'all see y'all see the type of music I make with not buying. I, I don't be I don't care myself, I don't be rocking no chain and telling me come take my jewelry. You know what I'm saying, you don't see me posting no gun, you don't see me pull no post no drug. Y'all just know the type of music I make. Uh people that you know know me in person, they know how I carry myself, but uh they know the type of music I make. So this is all I can really say. But on the on the flip side. I really like doing my doing my job as a creator, creative, to explain and just give people some knowledge or just my experience from like being how I feel like everybody else should be. I don't think everybody should be married or whatever, but you do have you do have a role in front of these kids and stuff like. You're a role so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to carry yourself some way. that means mean st- to start making music you that ain't you. Yeah. But just you know what I'm saying, just know that and it's not your responsibility, but just know that like people looking, you are influential, whether yep. you're bad or good. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can learn some you can learn some, from somebody that's good, you can learn from somebody that's bad.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of people just don't have no morals
3: either. So yeah. yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people don't have morals because we get all. A lot of times we get all our values from the worst voices we could possibly get them from. But me, me my personal feelings, like I'm a part of this uh critical I might have heard of them called unapologetic. Memphis culture ain't gonna change. It's never gonna change until people like me, people like Jazz, people like Marco, people like you, here, kid. Because we get the national attention that they deserve. People who are actual, you know, creatives and artists, they wanna talk about, you know, saying something else. Because the way that these rap moguls, Gotti, Gucci, whoever else, uh, Dame Dash, whoever, look at black people, they look at them as cattle. And they look at black people with the same deficit thinking that these businesses do. That's why when you know, when uh, people come to your hood to, to set up businesses, they just gentrify. They don't look and see how the community is using it and how the community could uh, get something because they don't think that they're gonna make money off of that. They're thinking about how can I make the, the biggest dollar right now, that's where these innovation districts come from when you started seeing all these apartment buildings and all these businesses look the exact same and they're they're, uh, kicking people out of the neighborhood you know what I'm saying so you look at somebody like Gucci you say okay for sure he was trying to uh, get money that's why he uh, got these people it was a a smooth business decision and he changed his life what about Gucci changed other than the fact that he's not fat no more because from the point that he got famous to the point right now nothing has changed about Gucci except he lost his titties that's that's literally it you feel me because you look you look at him he was he went to jail over and over and over and over and over again you know I me mean? he 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 had near death situations he saw people you know what I'm saying lose their life but since he knows that he that he's in the white man's pocket cuz that's what it is he he knew I got to go find some trap sounds so I can put them all in the studio put some chains on them and I can make a whole bunch of money off these folks and that's that's like uh it's not the core issue but it's a huge issue just in our community period because they don't look at anything else other than the little dirks and the nba young boys and the nardo wicks of the world um because they look at that and they're they're like what's selling right now I, i i i need i need that i know plenty of um people who are in the, the, the music industry space, and they'll be talking to different A&Rs and label heads and executives. And they say, oh, you know what I'm saying? Tell me about some talent, you know, within the city. And they tell them talent within the city because there's a lot of talented people here. There's a lot of people making great music that aren't killing nobody. They tell them about these people, but they know it's not it's not gonna sell, which is wild to me, because how do we know something's not gonna sell? And no one's ever, like, no one's ever really tried. And, like. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody who's came out of Memphis, you know, what I'm saying doing music, other than, um, like, 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 who was the last person? Like, like, like Isaac Hayes. Like, I know there's some girl that was here that does gospel now. I think that's about, I think that's about it. But we don't really, we don't really have anything else.
1: I have too. Tell you that right now. They that where I still don't be made cross street. Like they don't like when I look at some. It just don't be presentable. Or people just don't have, not in the right. You just don't have the right target market, or you're not you're not going to the right target audience. Why are you trying to sell your music to people who listen to pushite and you make? Yeah. Nobody try to hear none of that. that album. Yeah. And then you got people that uh, that make that, that make type of that make different music besides uh rap and hip hop. Well, I won't say hip hop, but like you know more more so trap and you know gangster music. But uh, you got people that make music besides that. You know, going to people who listen to Double O, like that don't that's not gonna work out. And I say everybody in Memphis listen to Double O, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's some people that listen to other type of music, but you trying to perform at different. You trying to perform it. You trying to perform it. Uh, V Live, and you make this type of music, or so you expecting to perform at V Live? Why I ain't getting these shows? You trying? You going in the wrong target audience, every market, everything. So that's why this stuff don't be working, because they, they present to the wrong to the wrong crowd. Like I let the crowd come to me because how how, how I was moving and all this. And now, you know, now people listen, are tuned in, but uh people just don't be having no leverage and expect like this stuff to to happen and come to them. So that's why. Uh, like, I, as far as I like, do
2: think you know. it's it's a lot of it is just based on like repetition
1: and, and what you hear
2: all the time. So so for example, you know, I did this anti-gun violence song uh, like in 2017 and, you know, they played it like literally in between all the songs. All the co- it was a commercial, um, but it wasn't a real song, but it's playing like all the time like a song and people were calling in like requested this song. It's literally about putting the guns down. It's literally about not, you know, uh, doing doing none of this shit that all the other songs that played right before it are talking about. And people wanted that song because they heard it so much. And so it really goes into like, uh, it goes into visibility um, and, and being able to really, if you get something in front of the people, just like Tino was saying just like, the national platform will open up more space for more people to, you know, be heard and be, be seen. Cause it's like, when people do hear something different, they're not going to let's say I don't like that. They just gonna say, "Oh, this I ain't never heard that before." And if you keep hearing it over and over and over, they gonna be singing that shit just like they sing it. And, it,
3: and it's and it's about someone making a like like someone with a, with a, with a platform actually a, actually caring because right now if you're making anything other than trap music, move out the city. Like, what are you doing here? Like go to go move to LA, go move to Atlanta, go further your career because that ain't gonna work here. You feel me? So when you when you, when you look at these um, different um, different artists and whatnot, like say, um, say you take someone like Yo Gotti and he signs uh, a local a local artist. What's crazy is you know what I'm saying if he was surprised that on Facebook, Instagram, you know what I'm saying everybody gonna be like, who this nigga, bro? Like like who who is this lame ass nigga? Not even gonna go listen to you. Not even gonna try. You feel me, and and that's but there might be a lot of people that are fans of it, but we're just gonna. But for the general consensus, you play that in the club, everybody gonna be like, bro, you're, bro, bro I'm I'm gonna leave. You feel me? Like I'm not I'm not I'm not that's trying to bump cool. and and it's just odd to me because while on one point we say that there isn't a market for anything other than trap, because everybody just listening to trap, you can go find the hoodest nigga ever and be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Who your favorite artist? And he say something like Sade. You feel me? So I feel like it's not that there isn't a space for anybody um, other th- uh, other than, you know what I'm saying, trap artists to become f- uh, famous here. It's honestly just about somebody breaking the mold. It's, it's, it's like something's gotta get because At a certain point, there's 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 no way. There's no way, you know what I'm saying? 30 years, all we produce is, you know what I'm saying, trap music, that's all Memphis is known for. It's no way, ain't, no, ain't nobody broke the mold.